This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. But we first start out with Tantron. He's released another podcast this morning, one that I'll call the King Cake Throwdown. And uh, we'll compare our notes as to what cake we like the best. Ton, welcome to the show. No, thanks for having me. And correct on the... the, Are you ready? Are you ready for the throwdown? That's what I want to (laughs) know. I am, but, you know, I I want to dovetail. I want to dovetail off of the commentary that you had with the LSU Tigers last night. Great game, but there was a portion of the game where some of the hosts of, of the, the game for ESPN had a king cake. And I saw that. they just shredded that cake. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, they, they didn't eat the damn king cake. They just took forks to it and were trying to find the baby. I was like, man, you're missing the point. They did. They mauled it. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that, I mean, I think state charges should apply there. Absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. So tell us about the uh, the king cake world. A lot of energy around it this year, right? Yeah, and I think it's – look, I, it's not scientific, but I think because this Mardi Gras season, this carnival season is shorter than usual, we don't have the, the, the extra time or the, the normal time that we, we have usually to go and enjoy king cake. Some people are very religious about king cake and when you can eat it, you know, 12th night, King's Day, and then – through Fat Tuesday, and then that's it. Um, so it just seems like with fewer days for us to buy and eat king cake, uh, people are making runs on them. Uh, and, you know, I think that's that's a healthy thing. There's usually when you have something in limited supply for a limited time, you have a lot of craze around it. And, again, very unscientific, but I think people right now are, are very much in the throes of king cake craze. What I loved about it um... – Ton is that um, you spent more time with the consumers than you did with the bakers and to hear their perspective uh, and the conflict that they have in their own mind about which king <laughs> cake is the best and you know the filling and the this and the that I mean it was really almost hysterical and there was somebody said you asked them to describe it and they said it's like eating a party <laughs> I couldn't have coined it any better <laughs> You know, and, and yes, I, I think you can get very technical in talking to bakers. And, and in fairness, I, I can't – I don't want to highlight one specific bakery and, and uh, go that route because every bakery is going to do it differently. But I think what's right. universal, at least for us here in New Orleans, is that we really love king cake. But what's not so universal is what makes king cake great for us, what we like about it, whether it's the icing. Some people don't like filling. Some people like – um, you know, more plain. Some people 
definitely love the, the more moist king cakes. It's all different. Um, and, you know, what I wanted to do was, A, highlight, you know, what we love about king cake. But, you know, throughout this process, I was surprised that somebody had actually written a book about this. But what surprised this author, of the big book of king cake, is that as he was trying to compile the book, he realized nobody had written a, a, cake, a book dedicated to king cake uh, while he was doing it. So, you know, there's some discovery in this podcast as well. Well, what's interesting is um, a New Orleanian doesn't write the book. A transplant right. does from New York, right? <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> you know, that, that could make somebody clutch their pearls around here in New Orleans. Uh, absolutely. That, yeah. And I think it was it, it was interesting. And I did ask Matt Haynes. He's the author. He, he's originally from New York, but he moved to New Orleans back in 2009. And he's made it a home here. And I think for many people like like myself who aren't born and raised in New Orleans, you know, we, we tread very lightly on certain topics sometimes. Um, but I thought it was a very, you know, brave move for him to say, you know, I'm going to write a book called The Big Book of King Cake uh, in New Orleans and then really market it to, to this city. Obviously, he's going to have sales outside of the city. But, you know, that's, that's bravery, I think. Um, and sometimes I think certainly for, for journalists, too, um, you definitely have to do your homework. And I think he did. And I think he takes a very fair and very honest approach to the, the big book of King Cake and what he wanted to, to get across to people. And really, it, it's an homage. It's really a love song to King Cake. And I think that whether you're a transplant or a New Orleanian, I think you can appreciate what, the work that he's put into this book. It, there's no doubt. I mean, I really enjoyed his historical perspective of all of this, oh, going back to the to the days of the Romans in in the celebration of Saturnalia. Um, it, it intrigued me so much. I went and started doing research on Saturnalia, which is very. I bet, I bet you very, fell down an internet hole, didn't you? Oh yes, I did. But it was, it, you know, <laughs> I, it was like an hour. I mean, I was just like, you know, this thirst for this information. It was really great. But I love the name of, first off, the whole story, and I'm not going to give it up because, you, you folks, you really want to listen to this. The whole story of how he came to write this book is incredible. It's interesting. Uh, the title of the first book is called The Big Book of King Cake. And then he writes a follow-up book, The Little Book of King Cake, which I right. think so simple and so obvious, right? It is, and and you're right. I, I think his story and, and how he became somebody so intertwined with King Cake, I think is pretty reflective of most folks here. Even though Matt Haynes is not from New Orleans, he has a story with maybe the first time that he had King Cake, or the first time that you know it it really set off you know this idea for him of why he loves King Cake. Uh, and I think all of us can kind of have that moment too of what king cake meant to us. And you ask anybody, what was your first king cake? Most people will tell you where the, you know, where, how old they were, where the bakery was and what they loved about it. And I think that's the same for Matt. And when you talk about this love for king cake, you know, there's so many histories between all of the people who love king cake, but the history, even though we think it's so unique here, and as you probably discovered, uh, it goes back to ancient Roman times. And even though we'd like to claim king cake here, there's certainly things that are original that we've placed uh, on the king cake, the modern day king cake, but it really goes back to the ancient Roman times. And you can see kind of different iterations of king cake 
in Germany and France and Spain. So this is something that even though it's uniquely New Orleans, it's also quite shared with, with the rest of the world. And he claims to have tried 88 different king cakes. I'm jealous. Uh, just <laughs> let me just go on record. Uh, uh, so, you know, all in the name of research, though, right? <laughs> well, that, that that was 88 king cakes in one year. And that was before right. he wrote, wrote the book. And he actually visited with 75 different bakers uh, for this particular book. So I'd imagine at some point you probably had a slice or two. So you're probably looking north of, at least for the research for this book, probably north of like 100, 100 plus king cakes. And he features 150 different king cakes in his book. Uh, and I think, hey, you know, this if there's ever a great assignment, that is it. <laughs> I'm going to write a yeah. book on king cake and, and figure out and sit down with these bakers and see what they put into these king cakes and what makes them so special. That's That's a great assignment. Yeah, I got a text here. It says, if you're older than 55 or so, I guarantee your first king cake was a McKenzie's. Um, uh, a, 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 McKenzie's cho- a McKenzie's choker, he says. Obviously, this person's not a fan, <laughs> laughing out loud. Actually, McKenzie's was my favorite. And just recently, I tried another one. I don't know if you've ever heard of Nolita Bakery. But they make one very similar to McKenzie's. I think it's better. Quite frankly, I just had it last week for the first time, and mm. I've been trying to buy another one for an entire week now. Um, and uh, I was uh, deer hunting over this past weekend, and and a bunch of guy we bunch of guys all brought king cakes, and I tried one from Joe's for the first time. They mm. have a couple of locations around. That one was incredible um, as well, and you know it's always good to try you know, from a different baker for the first time uh, and, and kind of get a feel for, for what it is? Well, to the person who sent you the text message, spot on, uh, as Matt Haynes writes in the book, because he covers a lot of the history of king cake, uh, obviously going back to the Roman times, but more to the modern times here in New Orleans, he says you have to kind of view, at least talking to the bakers, you have to kind of view the modern-day king cake in New Orleans through the lens of Mackenzie's. Uh, he said there used to be 55 bakeries. Mackenzie used to have 55 bakeries, which sell uh, king cakes everywhere. Now they're sold through um, Tasty Donuts. But he said they're the originator of the, the baby, the sugar. Uh, and as the text message uh, person who sent you the message said, uh, it was quite dry. <laughs> so the, the choker applies. But Matt says that every baker, whether they loved or hated the Mackenzie's king cake, that was their first kind of interaction with king cake so whether they wanted to do an homage to mckenzie's or whether they wanted to get away from what made mckenzie's something that they didn't like it was really their their first uh interaction with king cake and as i kind of touched on in in the podcast with matt you know i think king cake is sort of like the to use a poor analogy it's the first high that you get whenever you have something great you know you're always chasing that first high and I think mm-hmm. with us for King Cake, what, whatever first King Cake that you fell in love with, you're always trying to recreate that moment, I think. And obviously, this is all subjective. But because Mackenzie's was really the originator for the baby and the, the, the different types of sugar and the colors, um, we're all trying to, whether we like it or not, we're either trying to get away from Mackenzie's or we're trying to recapture that moment that we had when we first tried that King Cake that we loved. There was something that he said, too, that was very interesting. And as he talked and provided the information, it, it was it, it 
you know, it kind of revealed exactly what he was talking about, that there's a story behind every king cake, you know, from every different baker. And it's it's really beyond the king cake itself. It's life experiences, influences uh, that led them yeah. to a certain style or, or a certain presentation or uh, a, a little nuance in the way that they bake or present the king cake, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and I think, you know, when, when you mentioned, you know, Nolita, uh, that, that is also featured in, in the big book of King Cake, they all have a different story. And what Matt Haynes told me that he wanted to accomplish with this project of his, with, with the big book of King Cake, was not to necessarily settle this debate of who's got the best king cake. It's very subjective. What he wanted to do was tell the stories of the, the love and kind of the uh, thought that was put into all of these king cakes and, you know, you look throughout the, the, the city right now, many Randazzos, Kaywood Randazzos, whether it's Dongfoon Bakery out in New Orleans East, uh, Antoine's on the West Bank, and now they have another place uh, in Metairie as well. They all present something different. You know, they call, come from different cultural backgrounds, but yet you're all in this mix of what New Orleans culture, Mardi Gras and Carnival culture is. And they're all presenting their own iteration, their own ideas of what makes this, if we go back to the Roman times, it's Saturnalia cake, but this king cake. And I think it's fascinating that, you know, we have one singular staple of the celebration for Mardi Gras, which is the king cake, but everybody's got a different take on it. And then you start spreading it around and everybody likes each different cake for different reasons. Uh, and, and I think, you know, wh- whether you're a person who loves Manny Randazzo's or you're an Antoine's or you're a Loretta's, whatever it is. Uh, I think it's fascinating, and right now, like we got a limited time to eat all of it. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. What, but I think Matt is in at a different level, right? Uh, I think oh, yes. he said his favorite was tartine. Is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Yeah, and I've never heard of tartine. He, <laughs> not, me either. Uh, it, it's got to be damn good because he went so far as to say that it's better than sex. So I think <laughs> I think he's in at a level <laughs> unlike any other. <laughs> Look, I think if you present an analogy... And I'm not willing to jump to that conclusion that fast. (laughs) Sure, you might not be, but I would say, I would say, especially during this time of year right now, Newell, if you were to say, hey, is king cake on par with sex? I don't think you'd get too many arguments. I'm I'm just saying that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but another great job of really... Flushing out, uh, you know, the, the 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 spirit and the vibrancy, and so many different ways of describing the king cake and king cake and the experience, folks. You got to listen uh, to this. Uh, what I refer to as the king cake throwdown. Uh, you'll truly enjoy it. Where can where can we find it, uh, Tom? Uh, they can find this king cake throwdown episode uh, wherever they get their podcast. Just search for the Tom Report. So it's spelled T H A N H, and hopefully you know how to spell report. Uh, you can find it anywhere they get their podcasts. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so on and so forth. It's also on the Odyssey app. And if you go to the WWL Radio website, we have a story on there. You can just click on that, and it'll take you to the episode as well. Great job, my friend, as always. Uh, have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. Newell, take care. Thank you. All right. That's Tom Trong, WWL Multimedia Journalist. Check it out, the King Cake Throwdown. You'll enjoy it. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.